0: It's rare that you can blame one of my homilies on a person who is in the congregation, but I ran into somebody yesterday, both at lunch or brunch and in the giant. And she said, you gotta preach a good homily tomorrow. You've gotta preach about Joseph. Make sure you give equal time to Joseph. Nobody gives equal time to Joseph. So here we are between Joseph and Mary. Got the picture? Joseph and Mary and Jesus. Unfortunately, this woman's word got into my head and I spent the evening and the night and early this morning ruminating about 2017. And I want to take you on a little trip. Can I take you on a little trip? It'll be a quickie. We got three stops. Barcelona. Bethlehem, Nazareth, a little bit in Egypt. We're going to do a little quickie through them. And then right here. The most interesting person I met all year, no offense, has been dead for 90 years. His name is Antonio Gaudi. How many of you have been to Barcelona? How many of you have seen Sagrada Familia? It was my first time. Meeting him, spending some time in the crypt with his at his burial place. Understanding what he went through, you can begin to understand what people will go through as they design and build a church like this one and decorate it. They may have it done by 2023, 2024, don't be too sure. But right now, at this very moment, in Barcelona, at Sagrada Familia, is a huge celebration of the Holy Family. It's also a celebration of the families of Catalan and the families of Barcelona. It is a celebration of faith. This basilica to the Holy Family, built by philanthropists, but the Basilica Sagrada Familia, Gaudi the architect, knew and called it the Church of the Poor not the poorest of the poor, the poorest of the poor were there for sure, but the working poor, the people that make cities and towns and villages go. It's an incredible place. You either fall in love with it or you're not quite sure you can handle it. It's great vaulted spaces, wonderful, wonderful vistas. Um, One side is the birth. It is the nativity. The other side is the passion and the death and they're working on all of this, but what's there is an incredible faith and a genius of a person who himself had an interesting life, um, a very prayerful life. He never married. His parents died. He looked out for folks. He was good friends with bishops and archbishops and also good friends with people that wanted him to design a variety of things, parks and homes and Cathedrals and all the rest. He got so fascinated by Sagrada Familia that after everybody had died, he left his own house and slept in the basement of the cathedral that he was working on and that he was building. He was on his way to breakfast one morning, he got hit by a streetcar. This guy, who had once been a very dapper fellow, 20854, shopping at all the best shops, quite a dandy, ends up really looking a bit haggard and a little worn out. Um, The clothes that he was wearing were threadbare. He gets hit by this streetcar, and they take him to the hospital, and nobody knows who he is. He doesn't have any papers on him. He's fully and completely committed to this cathedral, and they let him languish there in the ER. Anybody ever been to the ER languishing for a little bit? Um, He didn't have his uh, insurance card. By the time they realized who he was... Uh, It was too late, really. He died of his injuries very, very quickly. The cause for his beatification has been put forward. Um, His complete dedication and devotion is an expression of the faith of a people. When we think of the shrine, we think of bishops and archbishops and folks building things like that. When you think of this place, you think of running around and getting people to come up with some money, but it's also people made this place happen, right? When you think of Sagrada Familia, it is people. It was a lay missionary society that was interested in the church and faith. It was kind of a, a ground up, kind of a movement. And it's that kind of faith and that kind of sense of family that I think we're here to celebrate. So that's the first stop. If you haven't been, go. If you haven't been, Google it a little bit. Get on top of Gaudi and get on top of Sagrada Familia. Um, Understand what the faith of a people can produce. And understand as you read the headlines where folks are talking in Catalan about are they with Spain or independent, all that is part and parcel of the picture it's wonderful alive and vibrant what's this fascination with the holy family if you look at the infancy narratives the scholars will tell you it's all there everything you want to know about jesus is there in the infancy narratives think about it for a minute jesus mary virgin birth joseph dream you have the statue of the sleeping Joseph? Anybody got the statue of the sleeping Joseph? Have you ever seen the statue of the sleeping Joseph? A lady gave me the statue of the sleeping Joseph. Why do you want a statue of the sleeping Joseph? Not because Francis has one, but because lots of things come to you in dreams. And the thing that comes to Joseph in a dream is chill, Joe. This is God's work. This woman who's turned up pregnant not to worry, you need to dig something for that cough. This is something that we need to work on and need to understand that some of life's travails, some of life's bumps in the road, may be part and parcel of what God might be doing with and for and by and about us. And so it happens that Joseph and Mary can't find a room in an inn. Babies born in a stable or in some place where the animals dwelt, maybe affixed to some house. Bethlehem, land of Judah. A lot of prophecies about this. Matthew gets into the picture and we've got a couple of other things going on. You know about Elizabeth and her husband Zachary and John the Baptist. There's a, there's a little family, Mary, Joseph, Jesus, Elizabeth, Zachary, John the Baptist. Precocious children. Very fine family. Interested in the reform of religion and getting to the guts of what religion is about. Herod, got to get away. Persecution, don't look now. It's happening everywhere around the, country, around the world right now. Persecution, people on the run, folks trying to get away. Down to Egypt. Put a significance to that and you see a new Moses. A new people coming up out of slavery. Got to go to Nazareth because he's going to be called the Nazarene. What's there? You got a simple priest. Simple priest. Very simple priest. Zachary you got a carpenter, Joseph. You've got two wives who are clearly the powers, mothers in their families, and two kids who really care about Torah and the prophets. And what's going to happen to them? They're going to do a lot of great things. They're going to call people to conversion. They're going to show people a way. They're going to touch folks, and things are going to happen. People are going to be cured, but there's also some misery around and some travail, and people are not going to like them. Both of the boys end up dead, killed because of faith, killed because of a sense of power that comes from, not from them, but from someplace else. Both of them. Are remembered today. Jesus comes back, spends time with folks. There's a power in the glory and in this fascination of these families we are invited to bring our own, to bring our own families into these two families if you will and to understand that sickness and some disorder, and some persecution, and some disappointment, and some wonders, and some joy, and some great thrills, and great excitement. all that's part and parcel. That's the fascination of the Holy Family. This Holy Family lives, and works through things, and comes to grips with all that is facing them. I was interviewing a couple last night. We're getting married in uh, in May, the end of May. Fascinating couple. We started talking a little bit about his family. I always am interested in the siblings. Um, when you get to siblings and people don't want to talk too much about certain siblings, kind of the outlier. He got in a lot of trouble. Um, I say something brash, as I'm wont to do, he didn't shoot anybody, no, he didn't shoot anybody, but he did point a gun at somebody and he ended up in jail. We've got these situations in our own families. We've got these situations in our own kith and kin. We've got folks who are not with us, folks who we become estranged from. I am continually blown over by the amount of alienation within families. And our folks have grown distant. What's the fascination of the Holy Family? I think the fascination of the Holy Family is to call people together in prayer. I think as we exit 2017 and walk into 2018, we walk into 2018 with our families. We've got a sense of what it is to recognize that we are together by blood and marriage. And that in some way, shape, and form by faith, We're family to the whole of this world of ours. The fascination of Sagrada Familia, where right now I think about 5,000 people are celebrating Eucharist. The fascination of Holy Family is Holy Family is calling us in to bring our own families in prayer, in supplication, in rejoicing, in a sense of thanksgiving, but also in a sense of all that can be and that could be, Come 2018. Pray for one another. Pray for your families. Pray for peace and for reconciliation and for understanding within. Pray that the life of faith may be so exuberant that more than cathedrals will be built. That the hungry will be fed and those ill-housed will be housed and those who need some clothes will be Clothed in those who need to be set free will be set free. Wonderful 2017. Great anticipation for 2018. Joseph, Mary, Jesus, walk with us.